A football? Oh no! What was I doing? Wake up, stupid! Wake up! No! Shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Wonderful. That's wonderful. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jake. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah. yeah. And when this episode is dropping, happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. Happy yeah. Festivus happy for the rest Festivus. of us. Happy Festivus. And on that note, welcome back into the Radcast, everybody. I'm Steven. I'm Jake. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm Jake's friend, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Um, that's a nice little foreshadow. We'll get to that guy in just a second mm-hmm. here. But you are listening to uh, the final Christmas. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Um, we just didn't. Just for <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Um, but welcome. It was to build up to this final yes, Christmas episode. because this yeah. final Christmas episode, not only is it the final Christmas episode of this Radcast holiday season, it is the final Christmas episode of the Radcast yes. for the time being. Jake, I don't know if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, but we are putting the Radcast on hiatus uh, at the beginning of 2021. Yes, I did hear about that. It, it hurt my heart, but I understand. We appreciate you that. You get to join us for the <laughs> final Christmas episode. Um, but I'm very honored. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. He's glad. Um, but so with that, you probably also heard uh, in March, we're going to be starting up a podcast called Sucktastic Cinema to where we do what we've loved doing since we were kids, and that's making fun of bad movies. Um, so that's something that we're excited to start. It's also something that we will gladly welcome you on as a guest because there is a list of movies we would love to talk to you about. I will gladly accept. That would be an honor. I would be very excited about that. The only thing we would require is that you would have to watch the movie at least one more time. Yes. I, I, uh, okay. No. (laughs) Depends on what it is. We'll see. We're, We're (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're letting you know now so you can mentally prepare to watch The Master of Disguise again. <laughs> oh, God, not that one. <laughs> not that one. That's the bombshell. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a horrible movie. We'll save, we'll save that audio for that podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. But right here, right now, welcome back into the Radcast, everybody. Uh, we're talking about a good movie today. Yes, we are talking about a, a bona fide Christmas Timeless classic. Timeless classic. Um, the last couple of weeks, you've heard us. We talked about movies that we love, but maybe don't, you know, maybe catch a little bit of flack here and there. Mm-hmm. Two movies that are quality, but again, polarizing nonetheless. We talked about Jingle Jungle. Jungle. I said Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Uh, we talked about Jingle All the Way at the mm-hmm. beginning of the month, and we talked about How the Grinch Stole Christmas the week after that. Um, but today, we are talking like a I think I mentioned before, a bona fide Christmas classic that is beloved universally. We are talking about A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. We are so excited to get around to this one because this is one that we grew up loving. Um, maybe 
you know, our interest in it and our love for it waned a little bit and a little bit as adults, but then in the last couple of years have rediscovered it, watched it through new eyes with new people, um, and have gained another love for yeah. it. Um, but on the show with us today is a man who his love for the movie never waned. He never gave up on it like we did. Uh, joining us from, I almost said Davenport. You don't live in Davenport. You live in Waterloo, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. Waterloo. <laughs> yes. So Waterloo's favorite son, Mr. Jake Vilawald, back with us on the yeah. Radcast. Hey, thank you guys for having me. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Yes. This is, and what, seven for him? This is uh, six? Seven. Seven. Six? I was gonna say that's that sounds like a lot. Or six. <laughs> this is six, six, I believe. Yes. Yes. Because um, because the uh, Goku Z episode yes. was his fifth. Yes. As long as I'm part of that five timers club, I'm fine. And you know, you're in. That, you... I need that jacket. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. The five yeah. timers club has only consisted of people with J names so far in the history this of the Radcast. True. Cast. Um, no. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where'd you go, Jake? I was just getting a phone oh. call. Oh, there, oh, there you gotcha. are. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry to totally botch that audio. No, that's, that's okay. No, that's fine. Dad that's is trying right. to call me. <laughs> no, that's all right. As long as you're still here with us now. Um, unfortunately, um, somebody who isn't here with us who was going to be on with us, it's it's we would like to mention uh, Radcast favorite Jeff Wright yep. was going to be on with us to talk about this. Another, this is a movie he loves dearly um unfortunately um he isn't able to join us due to some other circumstances but that's okay hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully maybe we can catch up with them sometime as the weekend goes on yeah to maybe get his thoughts we'll see mm-hmm. i fed the suggestion out to him we'll see what happens but we have jake here right now we're here and we're gonna have a good time so mm-hmm. jake i know i don't have to ask but i will anyway are you ready to talk about a christmas story I am 100% ready to talk about, 110% ready to talk about A Christmas Story. Fantastic. Excellent. Inhumanly possible. Inhumanly possibly ready. Yes. <laughs> so, like all of our Radcast rentals, I'm going to start off with some facts and some figures. A Christmas Story was released November 18th, 1983, directed by Bob Clark, starring Darren McGavin as the old man. Darren McGavin's second appearance on the Radcast. He was in Billy Madison. It's true. Um... Uh, so Darren McGavin is the old man, Melinda Dillon as Ma Parker, who she's also the mother in another class in eighties classic Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. She um, was. Peter Billingsley as Ralphie, uh, Ian Petrella as Randy, Scotty Schwartz as Flick, Artie Rob as Schwartz, um, Zach Ward as Scott Farkas, and Gene Shepard as the voice of adult Ralphie. Gene Shepard also wrote the book and the movie. The the wrote the book the movie is based off of and co-wrote the screenplay. He just appears yeah. as narration. Hey kid. Yeah, exactly. The guy in line <laughs> at Higby's. Um, a box office of twenty point six million on a three point three million dollar budget. So those were the numbers with A Christmas Story. Um, obviously, if you've been around the block, I don't know when TBS and TNT started doing this, but when the Turner companies got a hold of A Christmas Story, they started doing the now famous, maybe infamous, depending on who you are, 24-hour block on their yep. channels on Christmas Day of A Christmas Story. Jake, even though you've seen the movie a million times, you still partake in that 24-hour rotation. I do. I mean, obviously, I'm not watching it for the full 24 hours. Right. Right. 
for me, it, it, it adds to, I mean, I'll get into why I love the movie later, but it adds yeah. to that for me in the sense of, yeah. for some reason in my mind, whenever that 24 hours starts, it's like, all right, let's let the festivities begin. It's Christmas mm-hmm. now. It starts at like, usually it's like around six o'clock at night on, on Christmas Eve or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a movie that we all watch, like me and my family watch together every Christmas Eve. And so as soon as it starts, I'm like, all right, I don't have to worry about anything. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Just yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you, have you ever had a time in which, like, oh man, like I, I, you woke up in the middle of the night. It's like three a.m. You can't get back to sleep, and you switch on the TV just to see like what part it's on. I haven't had that time because I usually sleep like a rock. I'm not. I'm ah, not. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. The, <laughs> I'm not that light of a sleeper. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I have had the moments though when it's when I realize that it's the last showing of the 24 oh, hours uh, and yeah. i get like depressed about that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i've had the opportunity to watch it all day but now it means something because as soon as it's right. done christmas is done so, yeah, yeah exactly it's, yeah <laughs> it's well it's so funny because like even though i can just as easily pop in the dvd like you said it's there's something about it mixed with like the commercials and you get you know the mm-hmm. the you get the tbs tnt christmas promotional stuff but you know it's it's so ingrained that you know sure i can put in the dvd but it's just there's just something about watching it on that 24-hour block and then also if you turn it off of that at any point in the day mm-hmm. like you've turned off that block you kind of feel like you're betraying it a little yeah it, you it feel felt, guilty it always felt kind of yeah, like I felt guilty. I, f- I felt strange doing that because yeah. it's almost like if you turn it off, you're admitting that Christmas is over. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's the one thing you really need for Christmas. I don't care what anybody else says. Whatever you like, you're wrong. This, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, what if What if they pulled like uh, like John Mulaney has the joke where he had the at the jukebox he plays uh he plays what's new pussycat right and just draw and just plays it non-stop non-stop until finally he slips in uh it's not unusual yeah. like what if they did that they kept playing christmas story christmas story christmas story but during one of the rotations they played christmas story too <laughs> oh, god <laughs> what the hell is this <laughs> i haven't even seen a christmas story too for good reason i've, I've seen enough analysis on it to be like i have no desire to watch this cash grab yeah yeah (laughs) um but for you jake because i totally i totally agree um because just that last showing like you look at the guide you look at the display and you see after christmas story it's like infomercials or some like tbs tnt original show or whatever um Although you're about to watch it for the full 90 minutes, two hours yeah. that TBS TNT is going to have it on. Um, it's still, it's, it's depressing. It's like saying goodbye um, to an old friend. Yeah. At least for another year. Yeah. Um, when was the first time you watched a Christmas story? If you can remember. I can't remember the exact year, but I will say it was like, it wasn't, it was later in my, in my life. It was in my mm-hmm. late teens. I think we started really? watching it in my later teens in high school um, because I just I don't know I when I was growing up I didn't I didn't watch a lot of older movies yeah I don't exactly know the reason why but my dad said yeah you have to watch this movie around Christmas time and we started we watched it and I was like oh my god this movie's absolutely hilarious and it yeah. embodies everything I love about Christmas yeah where's it been and he's like well it's been around since I was young so you've just made a huge mistake for the yes. last you know 
16 years. Yeah. But I think I, I I just know that I started watching it later into my teens, but I just haven't you know I haven't skipped a year, so uh, yeah, right. it's it's been my go-to. I, yeah. I like that you said it embodies everything you love about Christmas mm-hmm. because that's one of the things I think is what makes it so timeless is that every single thing in this movie someone can relate to something. I was going to say like, whether or not it's something as small as you wake up and you play Santa or you go to the department store and you know visit Santa, you go Christmas tree shopping, mm-hmm. you you know you, you you've got all these relatable experiences mm-hmm. the the parents you know, there's a lot of people who be like, oh, my dad's exactly like that. Yeah. Or my mom's exactly like Family that. Family dynamics are so relatable. Exactly. It's not, you know, Ralphie isn't like a smart aleck who outsmarts adults. He's right. just this regular kid, which yeah. Peter Billingsley and pretty much everyone plays their parts perfectly and was cast mm-hmm. perfectly. Yeah. So I like that you said that it embodies everything you like about Christmas because it's very middle class, down to earth you know, relatable, you know, family and Mm -hmm. situations. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, actually. And I, I, I was brought back to the part where, um, Schwartz is talking about like what, or is either Schwartz or flick. I should know. Um, (laughs) talking about what they, what they got their, you know, what they got their parents for Christmas. He's like, I got my old man, a flower that squirts, you know, there's people coming to smell the flower. It squirts them. It's like, (laughs) no dad is going to want that. But I remember thinking, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, what would dad want for Christmas? The reason he doesn't play video games with me and Mitch is because he can't relate to them. Let's get him a fishing video game. <laughs> and I put yeah. myself in my dad's shoes and just thought, how disappointed would I yeah. be if I got a fishing <laughs> right. video game? I was just, I was just listening. <laughs> Sorry, no, go, go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. I was going to say, we were listening to a podcast today and uh, the girl was talking about how her sister wrote her parents like a letter like and it was a heartfelt letter for Christmas or whatever, but me putting myself in the shoes, uh, like if, if it's me now and I'm a parent and my kid did that, I'm not going to lie. There's part of me be like a letter. <laughs> you, you wrote one piece of paper for me. Like, I know that's more heartfelt than a fishing video game, but I'd be like, come on. <laughs> I probably played more of that fishing video game than my dad ever did. <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying your gift, Dad. Uh, <laughs> this is—it's really fun. You're yelling upstairs. Do you want to use it? <laughs> wow! You can play with my Pokemon skateboard if you want. <laughs> Dad, I got plenty of other video games if you want to—if you want to play. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, just think about it. Like when we were younger, it's—and and I know that's a very, very minor part to the movie. But just thinking back, like, in terms of just Christmas in general, thinking. What should we get our parents? It's like yeah. being an adult now. I don't. I, I want. I want clothes. I want tools. I want this. I want stuff yeah. I need. And yeah, then, exactly. Like as a kid, it's like, what's fun? What does my dad want? That's going to be fun. How about Fake this mustache. video game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about these beer goggles? Yeah. How about some nice? <laughs> how, how about some baseball cleats? <laughs> <laughs> That are in my size. <laughs> it's like I, I, know. I do have a game coming up, so I guess I'll use them. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to, Dad. Yeah. Um, I got you this Family Guy DVD. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> you don't even wait for him to accept it. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. 
but I mean to go to go back to what you're saying though, Matt. Like they're definitely the relatability is yeah. great, and you had mentioned how because it's so relatable, it becomes so universal. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you everything the visuals, lines, musical cues, um, scenes. Yeah. elicits some sort of emotional yeah. attachment or reaction even from from the get-go for me at least um from the get-go uh the opening like the opening music comes in you're seeing this 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 suburban yeah place in, in ohio and you 40s. get in the 40s yeah. and it's it's warm and it's comforting and yeah. then gene Shepard, like you've seen it so many times that when gene shepherd's narration yeah. comes in it's it's like it's it's this this again the warmth and yeah. it's comfort and like you know what you're in for like you've seen it so many times that you know the beats yeah. you know chapter and verse mm-hmm. like it seems like three quarters of the movie are just like scenes with iconic moments iconic yeah. lines um it's, yeah because as as scenes were unfolding we're like it, and pretty much any and you said it was like if you saw if it's like a timeline on you know editing software you're right. like editing a video and all you see is like thumbnails of clips in each thumbnail in each scene you can be like okay there's at least one or two timeless classic mm-hmm. things that you either remember or quote or associate with the season mm-hmm. yeah you're like oh this sure. is the scene where you know uh schwartz gets his or flick gets his tongue stuck to the pole yeah. this is the scene with the leg lamp this is the scene you know Oh fudge! Yeah, oh fudge! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every yeah. scene has its has its place. It's like it doesn't have any filler, which is I think a lot of movies nowadays have way too much filler. Exactly. And you, yeah, you don't even remember all of it. Like you bring up a part, like someone will be bringing up a part of a movie. Uh, not to pick on the Marvel movies because I like sure. a lot mm-hmm. of them, but like a lot of them have a ton of filler in them, and it's like I don't yeah. even remember half of the movie when you really think back yeah. to it. But this one each scene has its place and it and it makes sense and it matters like yeah. when when the dad gets pissed off about the furnace that scene isn't that long but i remember right. it sticks out it rem- i remember it you know completely there's yeah. all sorts of stuff and it all makes sense it all matters and it all deserves to be there yeah yeah and uh, speaking of the old man you know the dad um the whole time i'm like god darren mcgavin is just perfect yeah like he not only is the old man as you get older you're like i think because obviously you relate to ralphie as a kid and like i said peter billingsley is a great child actor and plays this role really well it's not over the top it stays relatable and grounded and it's funny but darren mcgavin plays the old man as you're like oh i knew someone who had a dad like that Mm -hmm. or my dad was like that yeah and darren mcgavin's such a good actor and that's such a good character that it just stands out. Yeah, and it's great because like he has those moments where he's like, he, you know, he he's a dad, kind of no nonsense. He has yeah. those moments of frustration, but then he has those sweet, tender moments. Yeah. Um, just kind of like when that, he goes, "Shut up, Ralphie." Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's 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 not done. It's not done to be mean or vindictive. Yeah. It's just done to you know, as a I'm not a parent. He's and I won't can't be for take risks. Yeah, but it's one of those things yeah. sort of like you get because so, Ralphie is like being a pain in the butt. He's like, "Can we go? Can we go see Santa?" It's one of those things where it's just frustrating mounts and mm-hmm. frustrations mount and all of all of us have had a parent 
tell us to shut up just out of yeah. just the peak of frustration. Both of them yeah. <laughs> have told me to shut up yeah. many times, <laughs> many times, uh, but in, like in public, but, but it's, it's very real that he's, he's this relatable kid. And we, we keep saying relatable cause the movie, what it especially is. as you get older, yeah. you, I think, like I said, I had mentioned it's so universal because it is so relatable. And yeah, you know, you see kind of the goofier side of the dad, uh, to where like, He's kind. Of, he's he's kind of adult sometimes. Um, no, I I agree with you a hundred percent. Like it's, he he played the role to a T. And and again, yeah. I'm not a dad either. Um, sure. But like, I just just looking back on the way my dad acted, you know, there you get these snippets of of him with his wife, and mm-hmm. you know, he's just you know they're they're you know a married couple. They they love yeah. each other, and he he you know, shows that he's just, you know, they just conversate like normal. And then he treats his kids, you know, for a little bit, you, you think, wow, he's kind of, kind of mean to Ralphie or whatever. He's kind of a, kind of a dick sometimes, but then, you know, he's like you said, he's got those sweet moments. And then at the end when he's just, you know, when he gets the BB spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. he gets the BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. But when he gets that and he's just like, he loves watching Ralphie open it up and like yeah, yeah. put the BBs in and he's like, Oh, yeah. careful, careful. They run all over. Yeah, like, look, run so all great. Over yeah. That's like, that is a dad, you know, he has to yeah. be stern when he has to be, but like, it's, it's because he's, he's because he's a dad, you know, he's yeah. not an asshole. It's just, he embodies the role perfectly. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't really know how else to say that. No, that's, it's, it's yeah, exactly it's right. Like he's, you said he need, he's stern when he has to be. And that's exactly right. That's what parents have mm-hmm. to do. But that doesn't mean they're jerks or no. that, you know, of course they'll have their moments where they're like, Ralphie or like, stop, be quiet, you know, but they far offset it with the moments of, God, I just, I love that scene when Ralphie is filling up the BB gun mm-hmm. and just how, how invested and how like giddy mm-hmm. uh, the old man is. Yeah. And I'm like, at its core that's who the old man is mm-hmm. like as your parent that's that's the love they show for you yeah and even even when they're being stern or kind of getting frustrated that doesn't mean that they're not going to come back and show that they love you through mm-hmm. like sweet moments like yeah. that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. plus 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 the old the old man with the leg lamp it's yeah. just some he that he holds something like that because because I won. Like, <laughs> mine, like, mine power. He yeah. loves it. It's his major award because he won. Yeah. Like he won it. That's why he loves it so much and he has an attachment to it. And just that dynamic between him and the mom. And he has some of the best lines. And then whenever It's like the fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's indescribably beautiful. Uh, and the, my my favorite line. The old man, he has so many good lines. One yeah. of my favorites is something that's, he's so ridiculous and over the top. <laughs> just the stuff of the bumpses, but one of my favorite lines, I love, he his just his outburst, but when he's like, you used up all the glue on purpose. Probably my favorite line of the whole movie. Like yeah. you can tell like him and his wife, had they had, they, they're married, they have their arguments, but, and it's not domestic bliss all the time, but you know, they love each other so much that like, they don't have a lot of spats. So something so yeah. innocuous as like, you know, as he, he perceives that she has a jealousy over a leg yeah, lamp yeah. and it's just, just makes the, the, the most just outrageous, mm-hmm. um, outrageous, um, moments. M- well, like the most outrageous, um, outbursts. 
No, like he, like he's uh, accusations, yeah, yeah. like the most outrageous accusing use of all the glue. You've always been jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've always been jealous. <laughs> always, they've had it for a week. You've always <laughs> been jealous, jealous <laughs> yeah. because I won. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then also, like, out of all the things, they pick the perfect item because that lamp is such a piece of shit. Like, yeah, exactly. It is the tackiest piece of garbage yes. you could have in your house, and he loves it. <laughs> because <laughs> I won. <laughs> and like when he's when he's trying to fix it, and he's like, everything's all perfect, and he's like, okay, okay. And then he puts the shade on and it all crumbles and yeah. gathers it up in his hands real tight and just walks up, walks gives out the back the, without saying anything. Gives her a dirty look before he just leaves the shot. It's but, but that's the thing, it doesn't carry on the rest what, of the movie. He doesn't he doesn't hold a grudge the rest of the movie. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a silly pocket of time. Well what's what's yeah. so funny is considering um the time period that it is, yeah. it's such like it, it was made in the early 80s, so there's a lot of outrageous, surrealist visuals. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ralphie's kind of surrealist, you know, fantasies that they show on there. That's and it. Kids just... And every, every kid does that, so that's that's right. why it's relatable, uh, too. But then, like, that, and then, like, so, like get a glowing leg lamp, and then some of the old man's outburst. It's just so funny. You don't expect that from something that's framed in the 40s. Because yeah. so many things that are, like... Anachronistic like that, yeah. they almost like are played up for drama. You get comedy in there, sure. If it's like from that time period, mm-hmm. but it's just so funny to have these ridiculous situations and and these ridiculous kind of surrealist visions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just it's let's let's talk about kind of like some of Ralphie's daydreams for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one one of the first one we see because he wants the Red Rider BB gun, but the first one we see is he's you know. He's master marksman, you know, with old blue and yeah. uh, his family is, is like they're like a pioneer family. And back to the old man, like if they're all over dramatic, yeah. kind of melodramatic, you know, soap opera type acting from yeah. everybody. Well, looks to be Black, Black Bart, Bart uh, Ralph. Uh, but but just it get, getting from a kid's perspective of like that daydream, some of the most like inane things he talks about. He's like, you know, good thing I got old blue. And it, good thing there's a compass in the stock. Yeah. Good thing I got a compass in the stock. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how it's how it's gonna help his shooting or anything. When you when you first so when you first watched this movie was would you say that that's a moment that officially hooked you into the movie or oh, for sure or, for yeah. sure it's one of it's one of my favorite moments in the movie mainly because of the way that it's shot. I mean it's yeah. old so they they only have so much technology. To, yeah. to film that that scene and so you can tell that when the dudes jump in the fence to the the, the last bandits <laughs> jump in the fence to get on the horse there's a trampoline there yeah you just see like little sparks fly when he shoots that one robber in the ass when he's climbing yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the, like, the garage or whatever climbing the tree and he, or the rope and it's just like oh they fall over and they all just like like twitch on the ground and like, yeah. and yep. like fall over one of my favorite parts of that scene, though, is the way that they sped up Ralphie, like yeah. shooting and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. shoots one of them, and he just goes, <laughs> and like, he's real serious. All of a sudden, aims on sight. <laughs> yep. For some reason, and that got me. Like I was cracking up. And then they all have X's over their eyes at the end. Yeah. And then even. Uh, freaking randy is just like under the table it's like how do you get a kid like that to act well you don't he's just sitting there right. just like eh, chewing his nails and, yeah. but like 
his acting is, you know, not great. But right. it's just it's it's still like you said, Stephen. It makes you feel warm. It's part of it. Yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. They, this is how they were able to shoot it, and it's it ended up being beautiful. I just love it. It's, awesome. it's, yeah. It's, and to be fair, as they're fading out of the daydream, Randy does get the final hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just it's it, the the humor that they choose to go with. It's great because mm-hmm. it's so melodramatic. It's reflective yeah. of yeah. Gene Shepard, um, who wrote um, uh, it, the 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 story it's based yeah. off of uh, God God uh, uh, and, God and God we, we trust, trust all others pay cash. cash. Yeah, it's kind of he has this like tongue in cheek, deadpan, sardonic sense of yeah. humor that's like super super clever. One of my favorite things that I picked up on. Um, just recently, obviously, it's been going on all the times I've the hundreds of times I've watched this yeah. movie. But just you, you get current Ralphie, you get the way he sees things, and then you get the narration from adult Ralphie, the hindsight type thing. But it's articulated more eloquently to where like it's this you know deadpan delivery of uh, of something. So like after after he gets like a C plus, it's just funny. The just so many so many ways that adult Ralphie, when he recollects yeah. what's going on, the way he describes the situation, um, after after he gets a C plus, he's like C plus. Is there no end to this conspiracy, irrational prejudice against Red Rider and his peacemaker? <laughs> like just just gives this like again this eloquent recollection yeah. of what's going on. That's done. It's it's supposed to be juxtaposed and foiled with a nine the way like a nine year old yeah. a nine year old sees it one way, but the way he's recollecting yeah. it is like it this done. Is what it, this it, is what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's funny to see kind of his articulate recollections as the foil to like yeah. nine-year-old Ralphie the yeah. way he's experienced it if if any of that makes yeah. sense yeah I don't no, want to get no, too wordy totally does like my dad my dad pointed that out when I was watching it when we were kind of like a little young I, yeah, I said I was watching it in my late teens but like I was it was my first time watching it he had to point that stuff out to me so he yeah. was just like like when uh after after Ralphie gets in that fight and his mom's like kind of just blowing it off or whatever yeah and you you hear the narrator I, I realized I was not about to be destroyed. It's like, I wasn't about <laughs> to be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Just the way he thinks about that. Like, that's the end of the world. Um, it's over. I'm never going to get, get anything I want ever again. It's over. But, then, but when, in a way, that's sort of the thought process of a kid. Yeah. That's personified yeah. sort of by saying destroyed. And you put yourself in Ralphie's shoes. And as I was watching, I was like, it, it ends It ends up in the long run. You look back and it's nothing. But at the time, it's like, I just got in a fight. My dad's coming home. Mm-hmm. I'm He's, he's going to rip me a new a-hole, you know? Yeah. So, but then his recollection is like poetic and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but it's funny to see it's poetic and then he kind of like hits you with something like deadpan. Yeah. Uh, but like, 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 the, like, when, like he just, when, when he's, when he's stolen the virtues of, of the tastes of soap and his preferable yeah. soap to have to <laughs> take whenever he swears. Well, life boy. <laughs> Palm Olive had a nice pecan aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but life, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it, but even in those even in those moments where like it, going back to the fight when he's like laying in his bed and you hear him go like the light is turn like my dad's gonna be home soon like the light's turning blue outside and yeah. that's like time for dad to be home. I remember that like growing yes. up. That's how I told yep. time before I was able to tell time. I don't know if he was old enough to tell time. Uh, <laughs> I could read a clock at whatever age you're supposed to, okay? <laughs> okay. I could write but cursive. Like, I, I could I read rem- a clock. 
I remember that though, thinking th- it's like it's blue outside, like it's a dark mm-hmm. blue, yeah. like yep. dad's gonna be home soon and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know, that always stuck out to me too. Not to you know butt in on that, but no, 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 no. no, no. no. Well, well, plus you and Mitch, you are sort of like Ralphie and Randy. You're you're the oldest, but your little brother isn't that far off in age the same way Randy's not that far off in age from Ralphie so I would imagine you kind of related to at least that brother dynamic like especially like when Ralphie is looking at the look magazine mm-hmm. and they running out of the room and he like pushes Randy like against the door or whatever oh yeah I'm sure you and Mitch <laughs> had interactions like that all the time all the time except ours usually involved airsoft guns or something like that but uh like that kind of thing where, like, uh, in the scene where he's like, I don't know, Santa's, uh, we hope Santa doesn't, you know, skip this house or whatever because two little boys aren't in bed. And yeah. they're running up the stairs and, like, <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie yanks Randy down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he hits the stairs with such a thud, such a force. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. You just, everything's a competition. <laughs> yeah. You gotta uh, outdo pl- the younger brother. Oh yeah, uh, I I and I think Peter Billingsley, Matt, you had mentioned uh, a few times how good he is. He is really good because um, it kind of could a lot the 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 way the narration is in presenting the events mm, yeah. um, from an adult's point of view of what a nine year old's going of like adolescent situations. Yeah. If the kid were obnoxious and like kind of like I love I I love Home Alone, but if he were like. And I, I don't think Kevin McAllister is obnoxious, but if he were like right. a know-it-all nitwit or like a know-it-all kid, yeah. like who's super like quick-witted, because like Ralphie has wit and yeah. mm-hmm. he has like these subtle moments where his face, he like rolls his eyes and stuff, and like he's <laughs> a lot facials, of non-verbals. Uh, but he's still a kid. I, think, I like the Tin Man, but but I think <laughs> but, but I think just <laughs> looks at her and looks away. But I think I think Peter Billingsley like. The way he acted, nine-year-old Ralphie was a really good foil to that. Yeah. Like he was a believable, he was believable to be the kid who would turn into the adult yeah. who's, who's giving all this information. Exactly. Um, unlike you know, if, if there was like, if he was a far cry from you, like you like the adult Ralphie, but then you're like really annoyed by like mm-hmm. kid, kid Ralphie. Ralphie. Like it kind of takes some of the shine off yeah. of what adult Ralphie is saying. Mm-hmm. So I think those two mesh together really well, and he was a really really good foil to the yeah. Gene Shepherd adult Ralphie. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. Because like, I, I, I think the narration just absolutely sums that up exactly what you're saying. Like, because he, you know, like you were saying, he thinks in all of these like adult and poetic ways and like, mm-hmm. but like out on the outside, what we see is a kid. And mm-hmm. I also, you know, I, I relate to that being a kid, like when he's in line for Santa, I like the Tin Man. It's like, shut up, kid. He doesn't want to yeah. like, listen. It's like yeah. the, the a witch comes up and he's like, don't bother me. I'm a, I'm a thinking. It's like <laughs> not his priorities. His priorities are his presence. He's a kid. Yeah. And he wants this. But he's not like rude about it. He's not like a right. selfish little asswipe. He's just a kid. And yeah. so, But then you get that, you know, the the adult recollection juxtaposed to his actions. Yeah. It's exactly. pretty perfect. It's it. I love. I loved picking up on that because it, it's a new love. And also, I'd mentioned how we kind of like Matt and I are interest Wayne because from the age of about eleven until the age of like pretty much when we like moved out of mom and dad's yeah. at twenty three, uh, twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched this. I mean, every year, like Christmas Eve, yeah. um, because it, it became our Christmas Eve movie. 
it, whether we watched it as a family, whether Matt and I just yeah. watched it because of like the ending with like the Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we watched it so much, we kind of got like, we got sick of it in our twenties. We kind of had like a bad attitude towards it. So for a few years, we didn't watch it at all. And then we watched it with you a few years ago and it was, I loved it and I gained a new love for it because you were pointing out things that you laughed at and your dad, like you, you being Jake, uh, I wanted to make that known for the people who (laughs) know that this is just audio. Um, but you being Jake watching that with you was such a refreshing experience because you were like this right here. We laughed at this and like, and you would point out things. Did you like, did you see like, look at the way Randy is or look, look at that there. I never noticed it. It's like that. And we would just crack up and it's just, (laughs) you know, you know, experiencing someone else's love for it really kind of renewed my love for it to where now, you know, five years ago, six years ago, some of the stuff that Matt and I were cracking up over Mm. this evening when we rewatched it, I might've just like had my arms folded and just been like, man, I'm so sick of this movie. But because like enjoying it with someone who loves it so much, you get kind of that, a more fresh perspective Mm. of it. So that's always nice. Um, kind of just, getting a different perspective from somebody yeah well that makes me feel warm and happy well that's good (laughs) that's good you gave us a a newfound appreciation for this movie Mm -hmm. yes for sure i remember you guys talking about it like when when we were in middle school or maybe a little earlier than that yeah remember okay no one's gonna know what we're talking about remember when we went to go we went to handyman hardware and we filmed that one thing for choir or whatever Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 You guys and Bobby Lux, name drop, were talking about it. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Because I, I hadn't seen it at that point. Right. And right. I remember you guys specifically talking about the, the part where Schwartz's mom beats his ass over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I finally got to, you know, I finally watched it when I was older. And yeah. I just, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just because I, I, I'm not sick of it yet because I, I yeah. haven't had so many years with right. it, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't I don't anticipate to get sick of it. Yeah, but sure. Who knows? I think that's what helps I, with the once a year type well, stuff. Well, yeah, and I don't think you will either because when you have kids, you're gonna show it to them, mm-hmm. and so now you get to they get to see it with fresh eyes, yeah. and you get to sort of be like, oh yeah, we did this, and when I watched it with my parents and my brother, we did this and this. So, yeah. so I think it'll it'll kind of take on a new identity as this is the movie that my kids love yeah. now, and. I think what helps is knowing that you and your family had a tradition around it. So what, what were some of the traditions kind of with this as the centerpiece? Like just something you guys put on. What are you, you doing guys around yeah, this movie? Yeah, what, yeah, when you put this on, um, what are you and your family, who are you watching it with and what are you guys doing? So it was, it was always just the four of us for a long time. It was me and Mitch and then my parents. And... We would we wouldn't watch it on TBS. We'd watch it on the DVD because my dad hated right. commercials, and yeah. so yeah. he's a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my mom would get home from work. She she didn't always work on Christmas Eve, but whatever. She would get home from work, and we would have um, appetizers like fried mushrooms, mm. um, you know, shrimp, fried shrimp, lots mm-hmm. of, lots of fried stuff, and yeah, then of uh, course. The creme de la creme, we would make crab legs. And so my mom oh my would God. cook all this stuff. We'd have it all set After up. After a hard day at work already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, everything's good. Just make your plates. And then we start the movie. 
And I just, I love thinking of just the red, the red, uh, you know, title coming across the screen, the red print coming across Mm -hmm. the screen. And just that opening scene where, like you were saying, it opens on the town in the forties and like they're, Mm -hmm. they're looking in the window and Randy's got his face pressed against the window, like a little kid. It's that, that is the tradition for me. Just having food that's going to make me feel sick and watching Mm -hmm. that movie until the end. And then we would also open one gift from mm. my parents, which was always pajama pants. Of course. Of course. So you can wear them on Christmas morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to have those. So now I have like 20 pairs of pajama pants. And, of course. Uh, <laughs> but would... that's pretty much the, the all the tradition that we had. Occasionally, you know, yeah. me and Mitch would open each other's gifts or whatever when we were younger, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, guys... I, I'd like to imagine that your mom gets off from a long hard day at work and she's like can't wait to just put my feet up and she walks to the door and it's a pov shot of her coming around the corner it's you your dad and mitch you're just like crab legs you have have bibs on (laughs) (laughs) forks and knives and then one of us snaps at her like come on (laughs) woman cook them to the pot (laughs) she's like okay did you at least get the crabs and your you and, didn't. Yeah, and your dad's like, oh, that's just, I thought that's just what you were doing. <laughs> that was your job, like everything else. <laughs> I thought that's why you were gone for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting the crabs. Now I have this idea of my mom at grocery stores looking at the crab legs, like these won't do. Fetch me some more. Eight hours to get the best crab legs. Where are your fresh crabs? I will dig in the ocean myself. <laughs> the ocean, oceans of force. Cut to her in Chicory Creek in that radioactive shit water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a tadpole. And she's like, "This will do just fine." And it go, and the the the, the crab the crab goes, "Please put me down," because <laughs> it's radioactive. It's a three-eyed fish from The Simpsons. <laughs> Uh, that's excellent though. I love yeah. that visual. I love because the, another relatable thing, maybe not crab legs, but, yeah. uh, but something that like is relatable to us. We had check like, mix. That's like crab legs. <laughs> now to be fair though, that check mix, uh, what did your mom call it? Christmas crack? That stuff yes. is insane. I know how she makes it and it's yes. insane. It's so it good. It's so yeah. good. She no. well, she it's funny because like she just posted on Instagram she's getting ready on a, she's getting ready to get started on a batch and the recipe she uses she's been using the same recipe from the same cookbook for bef- God, thirty years yeah for more, or more. Just, yeah, yeah probably more um but like uh she made a note in there recently uh, it gives oven instructions and it gives microwave instructions and she crossed it out with a permanent marker and put a big n o <laughs> and she captioned it don't ever do this so I'm like don't ever do this it's <laughs> a reminder for her opens the book oh okay woof <laughs> Like, Thank goodness, Dude, I wouldn't I, have. I, didn't I almost do that. caved this year. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but it's just it's just so great to hear kind of that because yeah. it just reminds me and probably people listening and people around there who probably center the movie is a centerpiece to so many other traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I had said, like I love I love 
watching Christmas movies with the lights off and it's only lit up by the Christmas tree. Um, and Matt and I went like when we got older and we, we were able to take movies back to our room and watch them. We would take this, we would maybe watch the whole thing, but we mainly would just watch like the ending, like right before we went to bed because the ending or not the end, but like the, yeah, Christmas morning because like it start like Christmas morning starts off and you know you get kind of you know light coming through kind of the the snow covered window pane yeah. and like you know Ralphie wakes up and he realizes it's Christmas morning and him and Randy run downstairs and his presents all under the tree and Randy runs towards oh yeah this is mine what's this oh that's <laughs> well, heavy also uh, something that I noticed like sonically is that there's Christmas music playing very right. lightly and like, that, that's the way everything. we would wake up yeah. and enter the room is like and yeah. and and it was probably the same like it every now and then you'll be like bare naked ladies and sarah mclaughlin and like vince, vince gill. gill but mainly it was bing crosby's yeah christmas album so that was relatable too because that's what we would have on yeah um you know going to going into the living room but it's just it's so great because there's that there's that excitement of mm-hmm. like, oh, you see all the presents under the tree. We had to wait for our parents to come get us. We couldn't go into yeah. the living room and then have our parents come and meet in us in cages. There. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, but it's just it's you know go out the, the, get they come with like one of those like old timey keys in the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, you're free. Or the small cup, and it's like pink, 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 pink against the bars. Tink, 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 tink. You ready? Those like cattle prods. Ah, back up, back up. You'll get your chance. Away from the bars. Yeah. But there's this is the centerpiece to so many. Wait for the bars. What? But like that goes back to like something from this movie conjures up something uh-huh. for everybody. Um, and that's why like ever since, maybe not ever directly since it came mm-hmm. out, but definitely in the last, you know, 30, 35 years, yeah. this is like a, a staple yeah. for most every, you know, you get people who hate it. Like, like for one reason or another, I know people who don't like it for one reason or another, yeah. but universally this goes up on a Mount Rushmore yeah. of like Christmas movies. But to be fair, they probably hate it just cause of oversaturation, not because right. it's a bad movie. Right. No, I mean, yeah. of, of course I don't think, I don't think there's any dispute that this is a great movie. I mean, if you hate it cause it's older, like, what do you like elf? I'm sorry. Elf is right. a fine movie, but yeah, I don't know. Get over yourself. Like it's, it's old. Yeah. It's older. It's a lot. I mean, it doesn't, it's, I, I maybe like, I don't know. I wonder how I I am curious how younger generations and God, I'm, I'm 28. I'm not, I'm still pretty young, but like I still say younger generations are going to take this movie in because they don't, they won't get it. Like there is no waking up and being with family, you know, and that's a very pessimistic view of of things, but it's like, I wonder how they're actually going to understand this movie if they, if they choose to watch it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in some of the hue and as far as like the humor goes, some of it's so nuanced, but then you get like random stuff like Ralphie, who's not known to be somebody who he has these like, these dream sequences that are outlandish. But as far as being a kid, he's not somebody who says like outlandish things, but he has that random moment to where he's break. He's trying to break the ice at the beginning of the movie with his parents about the red rider. Yeah. And he's, you know, he <laughs> just quickly says, 
you know, Flick said he saw a couple grizzly bears outside of Pulaski's candy store. <laughs> and then his parents just look at him like he says, like he has lobsters coming out of yeah. his ears. Yeah. Um, you you get one of two responses. You get people laughing at how absurd what mm-hmm. he said is, and it's it makes it you know even funnier when you realize like he's not this kid who tells tall tales like right. that. So you just laugh at how random it is. Like that's how he chose to bro- break the ice, yeah. or you get the reaction where someone's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Which totally yeah. kills the joke, and it yeah. it probably means you're not going to get a lot of the other subtle humor in here. Right. Right. BB gun wouldn't kill a grizzly bear. Why do you? Why are you even watching the movie? Go away. Yeah. Why don't you just shut? Why don't you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and I was and like the fact you know Randy comes downstairs. Whoopee! A zeppelin. <laughs> He's gonna be excited about a zeppelin. He's just excited about toys. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if he actually asked for that zeppelin. And like, I I remember from that being a kid. Just being excited about toys. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't right. ask for a lot of stuff when we were kids. Like, we didn't, I, we asked for, you know, the things that we wanted. But you're, yeah. a kid, you're a kid. You have your mindset on one or two things. And then your parents have to come up with the rest. And they just find stuff and you love it because it's, right. it's a toy and it's from them and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just, you know, I don't know how many people can relate to that. It's just, because me and Mitch got like just this play school castle or whatever one year. Right. We didn't ask for it, but we played with it a ton. Yeah. It's just just toys in general. When's the last time you were just excited to just find those under the tree? You know that yeah, that, exactly. that really brings the spirit of being a kid at Christmas to life yeah. for me. Every time I see that, yeah. plus I just love whoopee a sapling. <laughs> You you get stuff you didn't know you wanted until you have it. And yeah, you're like, like a, oh, I can do a lot with this. <laughs> yeah, like a, a a Captain Picard or Worf from Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> action figure. I wanted Batman. <laughs> What's so difficult? Get me the Penguin. I don't care. It's from Batman, not from a totally different franchise. <laughs> this is the Shadow. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's not Batman. We asked. Okay, we we asked one year <laughs> on Christmas. Our mom for Batman and figures. And she knows the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. I would preface that right yeah, now. Like yeah. She saw Star Wars when it originally came out like three yeah. times in the theater. So Steven says that because we asked for Batman figures. Right. And we got Star Trek figures. Not even Star and, Wars. And it's not even like she mixed up Star Trek and Star Wars. Like, oh, Star Wars. I thought you said Star Trek. No. <laughs> we asked for Batman and we got Star Trek. Yeah. Two different genres. Two different franchises. You're not going to make me a fan by thinking, yeah, I know they said Batman, but I'm going to get him a Captain Picard. Maybe they'll become truckers. You know? Worf looks like he's a bald part of man and a bumpy headed alien. <laughs> yeah, Worf, Worf looks like he's a Batman villain. And this is and this is before X-Men, so you can't even be like, oh, I thought it was Charles Xavier. It's like, no, this was like 1994, 1995, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. So It's Alfred and Clayface. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, here, here you go. I, my mom, our mom probably doesn't remember it, but if mom, if you do, I just want to know your thought process. <laughs> like, don't give like it. Like, thank, thank you for being creative, but I just want to know your creative, thought. <laughs> quote unquote. I just want to know your thought just straight process. Straight up insubordination, not, but, but, not creativity. But, well, but then again, then again, um, she had at this point she yeah. had four other or yeah. three other kids to shop for because Matt true. and I, you know, are two. Um, Maybe they were just cheaper than Batman but figures. That or she just had the just the rationalization. They're action figures, and my yeah. kids are creative and 
you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll hopefully. use them. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. We got a little bit of use out of the wharf, I guess. Yeah. But, um, we drowned them a couple times on the toilet. Picard's <laughs> 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 uh, the old man when you guys are playing WWE. Just some old man who gets body slammed. <laughs> I did it because it's funny. I did it because it's funny. I wish I could take his pants off. It'd be, it'd be funny if he was in his underwear. I want to shove things up there. <laughs> Fully go where no man has gone before. <laughs> um, there's, Live long it's and funny. prosper, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Live long and prostate. <laughs> oh. It's, as Steven was talking, I thought about, oh, we still got to touch on this. Still got to touch. There's so much. There, well, yeah. This so movie. we're going to, oh, I'm lightheaded. Um, <laughs> so Jake, well, we'll just kind of cut right to it. So yes, as we've established, the movie is universal. It's the, it's the centerpiece for a lot of people's Christmas traditions. Um, I love hearing about yours. We have our own and so many people out there. Let us know if you hear this, what was your Christmas tradition mm-hmm. with it? Um, but real quick eh, not real quick uh but yeah j- just what we've we've said a few of them but what would you say if you could just pick one or if you have two or three what are your favorite moments from this movie jake it's so hard um one of them is is peter billingsley's acting just when yeah. um when the teacher comes in after flick sticks his tongue to the pole and just like when she's trying to get Ralphie and Schwartz to confess. And it's yeah. just like the, the, the line where she goes, don't you feel uh, horrible or don't you feel ashamed? Yeah. And you just see Peter Billingsley look left and look right. And he just like <laughs> puts his mouth like, huh, I wish, I hope to hope whoever did it confesses because this is pretty yeah. horrible. Like, it's such a kid thing. He's just passing it off just like, yeah, yeah. I'm totally being inconspicuous. Yeah. I love I love the leg lamp. I love like the the scene where he's he's opening the crate and yeah. just like what is it? I don't know. Well, what's in it? And the, the delivery man just turns around and you know just stares like I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's, it's, a lot of it, I guess a lot of it now that thinking back on it, a lot of it is like a physical humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like when he's like tearing out the hay or whatever the filling mm-hmm. from that crate and it's yeah. just like that really like high note on a violin over and over again it yeah. feels like a horror scene yeah. <laughs> it's just like pulling out oh would you look at that it's a lamp like i just i love that whole scene and like you know even the scene before that where randy's eating like a pig and you just yeah. see uh you just see the old man just oh god, oh, god. <laughs> disgusted. Yeah. um and then just i guess just the christmas morning i mean it's yeah. It's pretty great. Like the whole Christmas morning, if I can encompass the whole thing. Yeah. From yeah, the very yeah. beginning where they wake up and Randy's like jumping on the banister because he's so excited. And then Ralphie's like, I just want my gun. Just want my yeah. gun. You can tell yeah. with the look on his face. And then when they're opening presents and everything and, you know, playing Santa and they hand the, you know, the bowling ball to the old man. And he's like, oh, yeah. thanks a lot. Thanks so a hits lot. Him in the nuts. <laughs> and it's just. And then up to the scene, you know, where he's like, why don't you go, uh, what's that behind the desk, you know? And he, he checks the, yeah. he finds the present and everything, and he's in the, the mom's upset. And his 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 response is, I had one when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. I love it yeah. so much. 
And if I can add a runner-up. Yeah. Oh, damn, there's too many scenes. I love the scene <laughs> after the Bumpuses eat the turkey and you just see yeah. the old man hold the wing and he just drops it. <laughs> like, everyone, go upstairs, get dressed. We are going out, going out to eat. To eat. <laughs> uh, I love so it. Great. I love it so much. Which, funny, funny piece of trivia I read about. So Melinda Dillon, who played the mom, for that Chinese restaurant scene where they go eat Christmas dinner at the Chinese restaurant, everyone else had the script for that scene, but they gave her a totally different script. And so, <laughs> so she was the only one that was not in on it. So in that scene, all of her reactions to everything going on are genuine because she had no idea that the scene was going to be that. So I thought that was a cool, like fun piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. That's per- That makes so much sense. Cause she's like laughing the whole time. Yeah. She has, that makes sense that she has no idea what's going on. Cause that scream when they chopped the duck's head off. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like, that's, that's real. absolutely real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking like speaking to, I mean, just kind of piggybacking off what's real. I think I love on Christmas morning where there's not a lot of dialogue. You're just getting, it's like a snapshot of his family opening presents on Christmas and you're getting the little side comments of like yeah. the old man, like looking at some of his gifts and he's like, you know, he like makes a comment about like, you know, didn't I get myself a tie or something? Yeah. He says something like that. <laughs> didn't and, I get myself a tie? Or it, yeah. he didn't say myself. He's like, I thought, you know, I thought I got a tie or something. Yeah. But it's yeah. These, it's these small little comments. There's no like, you know, why don't you go get that? Hey, how about nobody? They're not commenting on everything. Yeah. You know, they make their small little comments. They comment on the bunny suit. Looks like a deranged and, Easter bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, Randy gets his bits in there. And, you know, here and there, the whoa. You see him mouth like baseball bat as he takes a Louisville slugger out. But it's great because, you know, there's no like attention to creating some sort of dialogue between the characters to further the story. You're just looking at a family enjoying Christmas and making their comments. And then I love, love, love kind of just the, the move, the, the mute, like, you know, Randy's asleep and like Ralphie and his, he's in between his parents and his dad's like, it was good wine. Like, or he's like, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not great, but you know, it's fine. You want to sip? And Ralphie's like, yeah. And she's like, and the mom's like, you certainly do not. Like that's <laughs> just so real. Yeah, it does. And especially, and again, going back to just how there's this sweet moment in the music. And then when like yeah. he goes over and there's, it's like this really like, you know, the payoff of mm-hmm. Ralphie getting it and is his, it's just, it's just great. I love seeing that. Um, I, of course I love, um, soap poisoning. I told he, you not to use life boy. <laughs> like, he, like it's funny. Cause he like walks in with a cane and sunglasses. Like, well, where have you been Ralph? <laughs> don't realize he's blind immediately. <laughs> He's got a cane. You realize he's blind. He pulls out a cup for change. <laughs> what did we do? What happened to have this brought upon you? Like the... I'll never forgive myself. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. And then it's like the little look at the camera where he's raising his eyebrows yeah. up and down. Uh, like he just gets his comeuppance for like. You know, here the comeuppance like for what the soap my mom uses is me going blind. Yeah. Uh, but... When we were watching uh the scene where he's like where he's like 
where he, after he lies about how he lost his glasses or how he stepped on his yeah. glasses, and he's like, he looks at the camera after he, while he's wiping his face and like gives that chuckle or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I got away with it. I remember watching that and I'm like, <laughs> he did it. And my dad's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's just like, don't try that. You're not gonna get away with that crap. <laughs> he did it. No. Uh, I also love how, like, all this buildup, like, the famous line, you'll shoot your eye out. Everybody's oh telling, every adult is telling him, you're not going to, you'll shoot your eye, you'll shoot your eye, you'll shoot your eye out. And finally, he, like, he gets his gun. He's like, I've won, I've won, I've won. And then it pings off the 10 sign, comes up and hits him. And he just exclaims, Oh my God, I shot my eye out. Oh my God, it happened. <laughs> well, it's because he's, he's like, uh, you know, the, they keep telling me I'm going to shoot my eye out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm a crack shot like the you know what is this the you know they don't want me the i'll I'll be fine like (laughs) this prejudice against red rider that's a myth you can't shoot your eye out it's like oh my god i shot my eye out (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like looking back like with all the presents that you you have these daydreams about like how these like if you get this one present you're gonna it's gonna be everything you expect from the commercials I've gotten so many presents that didn't act like they did in the commercials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Who knew you uh, needed an imagination? <laughs> I think because um, you mentioned the Bumpuses briefly, yeah. and there's the neighborhood hounds, the Bumpuses, that pay no, no mind to anyone else but the old man. Yeah. And when they run through and they destroy the turkey because Ralphie left the, the back door mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. This the the one of the best lines, one of the most fun things to quote is whenever the old man is like he's super flustered and he yeah. can't get the words out. And he's like, "Sons of bitches, bumpuses." <laughs> <laughs> he so he, he he has so many of those moments that kind of punctuate ah, the scene. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, out of, out of my father's flustered state, there's so much he could have said, but all I could muster up was. Not a finger, <laughs> and then don't anybody move. <laughs> like when the when the, when the uh, when the fuse goes yeah. out, it's one too many. <laughs> it's just one too many. When he's <laughs> just counting. Just the well, there's just one too many. Just picks one. <laughs> Any single one of them. But um, he's it's the just... best character. When he's replacing the Christmas bulb and he pulls one out, the light bulb and he pulls it out and like licks, like puts it in his mouth yeah. and then puts it in the socket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why for some that gets. And then like when he's when he's adjusting the star, there you go. See, it's perfect and it's lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See, I he always knows when he's talking about Santa Claus after they go down the slide. Um, but uh, one one thing I. And I'm probably in the minority here because we, we, we haven't talked about Scott Farkas, the bully, yeah. or like Grover Dill. But like neighborhood bully, he beats up Ralphie and his friends. And then eventually Ralphie has enough and he attacks, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, attacks uh, Scott Farkas, who's like three times as big as he is. So it's meant he's, to be he's this, at least a foot taller. Yeah. So, he you know, he, he's the underdog in the scene. He's just beating the shit out of him. And he's like... The they masks they say he's fl- like throwing obscenities out, but really it's just watch yeah. Which by the way, that wasn't improvised. That was all of what he said was scripted. So someone actually wrote like Mersha Dersha Versha Yeah. So no which is stinking bitch. Yeah, which is crazy. But uh it's funny because ever since I was a kid, leading up to that moment, it's like, yeah, Scott Farkas is a jerk. He deserves this. But then just hearing his like 
screams of pain and then he gets up with like a downcast look on his face he's got blood on his face he's like and sniffs i felt sorry for him Mm -hmm. like and every time i tell people that they're like no he's a jerk he's a bully it's like yeah i know but like i think even as a kid i sensed that there was something deeper than him just being a jerk like he probably has a rough life or whatever but I mean, that's just gonna ruin the movie for you if you think too deep about that. But yeah, I mean, maybe I'm it's just an asshole here. But uh, I think he had it coming. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, he he yeah. did have it coming, but I think it was just his cries of pain mm-hmm. is what kind of. I mean, in a way, it's like sort of a bleeding heart moment. Where yeah. It's like I don't like to hear people in pain, and even though he's a jerk, like I kind of feel bad for him. But again i'm in the minority and it's not like i'm like man i wonder what scott farkas is up to yeah it's just kind of like whenever that part comes i'm like i kind of feel bad for scott farkas even though he totally had it coming yeah i mean but, we're in the, we're in the realm for a reboot uh you know how they made cobra kai for yeah yeah karate kid we're gonna get a scott farkas store side of the story <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ralphie's gonna cool. be all successful as a grown-up and he's gonna be a total dickweed and scott farkas <laughs> is gonna be barely scraping by just doing everything he can yeah, he it, the the first scene opens up. The first he first scene opens up. It fades in, and he's at Grover Dill's uh, headstone. He's at his grave, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna." And he's like, takes a swig of Jack Daniels, pours <laughs> pours the rest of it out, and it's like, "I'm gonna miss you, Toady." <laughs> died at Nam. Died, died died in Nam. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. This takes place in the '40s, so. <laughs> conceivably in the late he 60s would have been, he they, would have been like in his 30s so he yeah. could have been he well, still could have died been on the way way to i'm gonna go tell my dad he died then he just... <laughs> that, that, that's when i happened. He got hit by a trolley was a smoker at the age of eight yeah <laughs> exactly i wasn't saying that as a favorite part of mine but no, it's kind of yeah. like we haven't talked about scott farkas there's a, yet there's there's a could, lot yeah. that like you yeah. definitely could. I think. I think what we did, and I'm not disregarding like you. No, like no, you, no. Yeah. I'm saying it just there's in general, just a lot. There's yeah. there's a lot to unpack with the movie. And if you if you're listening, you've seen it. and You have your favorite moments. And if yeah. we touch on it, great. If we don't, let us know what you wanted us to hear about it. And you know whatever. But you I'm know, really like, happy with what what we oh, covered. Oh yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah. So I think. Um, what did you have any other? I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you no, have no, any no. other your favorite? Oh moments well, in, I mean favorite moments obviously is Bumpuses, and yeah. then you know. Uh, not a finger and favorite line in the whole movie is you used up all the glue on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like what a stupid thing. <laughs> like you're so flustered and yeah. you say something like that. And then but, there's, there's all, there's still those moments. Like he's, he's pissed off. Cause his decoder ring is like the ring was bupkis or yeah. his, his decoder. Like it's a, it's a crummy commercial son of a bitch. <laughs> like it's just, it's, there's so many like, classic moments oh fudge like there's 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 a lot i guess we could have gone into but this is just how the three of us feel mm -hmm. about specific yeah how i I will say a visceral visceral reaction i have is one thing i think all kids can relate to is when his dad knocks the the pan out of his hand Mm -hmm. and the bolts go flying and he says oh fudge Mm -hmm. he's like what did you just say yeah like i think every kid feels that because every kid knows that it's like for their parents to pause and be like what did you just say? Cause mm-hmm. you're like, they're about to rain shit down upon you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you just, and like, you see the old man's face when, even in the, like when in the middle of when he's saying like, Oh, uh, you just see the old man's yeah. eyes widen. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, Oh, he just messed up. <laughs> like, yeah. You want to yeah. hear what your son just said? <laughs> just, and then when he's in the <gasps> car, when he gets in the car and the mom is just like, 
you guys get or, or i can't remember what he said or whatever but or what she said or whatever but she's just fine and everything's fine and you can tell he knows that he's just about to get it like yeah that feeling is so real just this, yeah yeah you you think everything's okay but you're about to hear something you don't yeah. want to <laughs> yeah <laughs> dramatic exactly. irony um, but in real life but i think i think um to kind of exit my kind of favorite yeah. parts because there's they're literally a dime a dozen hey you know you yeah. you you can, it's i related it to christmas vacation to where yeah. the whole movie in almost every scene there's something iconic that just makes yeah. it a wild adventure yeah. there's one goal and the goal itself is small and yeah. kind of plain like it's yeah. just a kid Leading up, the kid wants a BB gun for Christmas. Clark Griswold just wants to throw a good old fashioned family yeah. Christmas. They're very boring plots on paper, but it's, just but a, it's when you throw the characters in the situation. It's just a whole there. movie of moments. Exactly. Like you find a moment in everything. I, th- I think. Exactly. I think a great heartfelt moment is it's something small, but when when the old man gets home and Ralphie's mom says Ralphie had a fight and he's like five because she's like you know how boys are and then she like points his attention so I see the Bears are playing the Packers this mm-hmm. week he's like oh yeah yeah and like the moment Ralphie realizes yeah I'm not he's not gonna get destroyed <laughs> and his mom's like walking by and like touches his arm in a certain way he kind of pats his shoulder walks by and Ralphie's like, you know, the relationship with my mom changed that mm-hmm. day, you know. Yeah. And, and then Randy comes out of the bottom of the <laughs> yeah. below the sink with his. <laughs> you milk. want some milk? <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. I just love. She just closes the door. She just lets him be. All right, see you later. <laughs> it's a, that's oh. the beauty of the movie. Like it's so simple because it doesn't. Yeah. It's not spelled out for you because it doesn't have to be. So many things yeah. I think nowadays are shoehorned in. Just like you said. The, the the focus of the movie the boy wants his bb gun everything else around that the anticipation of christmas yeah. spending time with your friends at school you know thinking about you know the christmas you know the holiday spirit in school when you're a kid mm-hmm. daring your friends to do stuff your relationship with your yeah. little brothers and this and that everything yeah is oh, just yeah. all surrounding that but they do it so perfectly mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be explained it just it exists and that's exactly, exactly. what it is because mm-hmm. it's it reminds you of everything that you know that it was to be a, to be a kid. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's just it, the movie ends in a, on a peaceful note. Um, to where, yeah, we get it fades out with Ralphie, you know, holding his BB gun, and as as the the night goes on, and he he'll wake up, and Christmas yeah. will be over the next day. But my my one of my new favorite parts is at. The end of the movie, you get the mom, Melinda Dillon, kind of walking back into the room. She turns mm-hmm. off the light, and it's just the Christmas lights on. And she turns on the um, the radio, like the record player in there. And uh, like the, the dad calls her over, and it's snowing outside. And the only light in the room is the Christmas tree. Yeah. And it's just the two of them. Um, he's in the chair. She's on the arm of the chair, just watching the snowfall as Silent Night plays, and that's just so. Ting their wine glasses. Yeah, it's just it's such a, a great part that I've really, really come to love as yeah. I got older because it's so peaceful. Like that's where we're ending the movie is on a more serene yeah. note. They just had a wild Christmas day, one that they one like no other. But it all but they're, they're going to remember it. They, they're going to remember it, and it yeah. all ends on a peaceful note. And yep. I just, I love that scene so much. Mm-hmm. Yep, a hundred percent agree. It's the perfect way to end it. It's all real quiet, and then they add their little 
joke in there at the end where Ralphie's sleeping with a gun, you know, <laughs> not super safe. And even Randy sleeping with the Zeppelin. Like, <laughs> yeah. thing is, that's an old toy. That's made of metal. Yeah. That's going to cut yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, he could, he, and I mean, some of that lead paint could come off in the true. night. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Them, them, going to say, them night licks. You know, when you're dreaming about <laughs> licking something. <laughs> dreaming about licking Wakes something. Wakes up, he's got a mouthful of silver paint. <laughs> Randy, are you okay? What? He's just got silver paint around his mouth. Oh, I'm an he's adult now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think uh, one of the last lines in the movie before that, they're at the they're in the Chinese food restaurant, Bo Ling's, which is a converted like bowling alley. If you notice, yeah. the W <laughs> is out on the the neon sign, so it says Bo Ling. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. actually realize that. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah. So it's Bo Ling, the bowling alley sign, yeah. and then the next half of it is like a regular Chinese food yeah. restaurant chop suey sign. Um, but they, uh, Ralph, adult Ralphie narrates and um, says something I think is kind of relevant today, considering how 2020 has been. Yeah. Now Christmas of 2020 is right now. And he says, you know, that Christmas would live in our memories as the Christmas we were introduced to Chinese turkey. So a unique situation for Ralphie and his family that in hindsight he looked back on fondly. So I hope somewhere down the line we too can hopefully look back on this Christmas with some sort of warmth and fondness mm-hmm. in the midst of how unique this situation of 2020 has been. So, mm, I mean, yeah. yeah, hopefully hopefully we can look back and be like, you know what, things weren't as they have been and, you know, we had to simplify some things, but we were yeah. able to hopefully find some sort of salvation, mm-hmm. something to salvage yep. in this, this weird Christmas time. Yep, exactly. A hundred percent agree. Enjoy what you got, you know? Yep. Things are still exactly. all right. Yep, yep. you're right. Yep. Jake, Thank it's, you. it's always great talking to you. I cannot wait to have you on for Sucktastic Cinema, <laughs> but for your contributions to the Radcast and the time we've been on, thank you so much, yes. and it's just awesome to have you on like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Like, I, I, I just feel like there's so much. Like, you guys have made me remember. There's so much to the movie. Yeah. Every scene matters. So it's like, yeah, so much we could have talked about. It feels like, yeah, could have said so much more. But I, can't. no, this is this has been a this has been a blast. I've I've really appreciated you guys inviting me on all the times that you have. Of it's course. been a lot yeah. of fun. Of course, absolutely. I can't wait to listen back to this one. Yeah, because the whole time I'm like, God, this 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 episode's gonna be awesome. Yeah, oh, all yeah. of our episodes. <laughs> I love all of our episodes. Yeah, but this one I'm like, this will be a great like Christmas episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we wish Jeff could have been on. Yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, and if we don't end up doing some sort of supplemental with you, sorry you couldn't have been on, pal. Yeah. Um, we would have loved to hear, but there's always. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> um, there's there's always another time to yeah. talk about this on mics. And if we never talk about it on mics, we can talk about it in private. But yeah. sorry you couldn't be on, buddy. Uh, I know you would have contributed very, very well mm-hmm. to it. Um, but again, Jake, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who listened. Um, Merry Christmas to those who observe it. Merry Fest- Happy Festivus to those who observe it. And if you observe something else, I hope you had a good Hanukkah. Keep it Have- to yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have a great... <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, have a great Kwanzaa. Um, but anything anybody observes, I hope you enjoy it in the midst of kind of what's going on. Thank you so much. For this, thank you, Lord, for Christmas. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening, everybody. And until next time, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, because why would you want to be rude 
when you could be rad. We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.